Actually, same. This is your topic, John. Take it away. <laughs> you talk, and Ellen and I will listen. <laughs> well, welcome to the John it's Show, everyone. <laughs> oh man, that Aww. hurts. That's that sounds like no, it came from a place of too much honesty. I don't Aww. agree. I don't think so. No, <laughs> it's all of us. We all are ramblers. Well, any hoodle. Any hoodles. Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for you. I'm Ellen Sarko. <laughs> I'm Ellie Hicks. And I'm John Young. Each week, we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing as a small business or nonprofit organization. And this week, we're going to talk about how to set yourself up for success when you're building an e-commerce website. And basically, Ellie and I have nothing to contribute to this episode, so John, the floor is yours, <laughs> my friend. E- e-commerce is good. You should um, <laughs> use it and then buy stuff from people, and that helps commerce. And capitalism is great. Tis. What grinds my gears is... Oh, no. <laughs> the end. Well, how about we start with a definition? I you really love liked when we've done Let's hear it. I do. I do. I actually liked, I know I've used MailChimp for a definition before, but I liked theirs as well for e-commerce because I think e-commerce is another one of those things that they, it kind of gets like thrown around to mean a lot of different things, which it does mean a lot of things, but to kind of just center us all, um, MailChimp's definition is a website that allows people to buy and sell physical goods, services, and digital products over the internet rather than at a brick and mortar location. Through an e-commerce website, a business can process orders, accept payments, manage shipping, shipping and logistics, and provide customer service. That is your official definition, sponsored by MailChimp. Not sponsored by MailChimp. No. It'd be great. It would be. <laughs> I, they did send me a little MailChimp monkey at one point. I don't know where he is, though. Just That's like, funny. So I do really like this definition because it kind of defines that like an e-commerce store is like its own platform. Um, But I think you see this interpreted in a lot of different ways for small businesses. So I think that like, you know, obviously probably the most well-known e-commerce platforms are Amazon and Etsy. Um, Mm -hmm. And Etsy is really a great one for small businesses, except I've heard they take a pretty large percentage of your sales. I think they do. I think Mm -hmm. Shopify does too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shopify is another big one that I feel like you see bigger brands getting into as well and utilizing that. Um, But what I feel like this um, definition is missing is there are a lot of small businesses or nonprofits that the reason that they decide to have an e-commerce store is because their brick and mortar or their in-person process is either not scalable or not as efficient as they need it to be. So they need this other option um, either to help their process or to better serve the people that are trying to purchase a product or a service fr- from them. So it's it's I feel like we very rarely come across companies that like they're like, this is going to be my only way of making sales. It's I need to take my physical process and I need to turn it into an e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. Or just make things easier for their customers. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't want to drive all the way to Young's to get a T-shirt. I just buy it and it comes here. Or Amazon, same thing. Yeah. Like, my, I'm tired. These headphones, the ones I'm wearing now, are gonna some out sometime during this podcast go out for like the 18th as time they in always three days. do. Yeah, yeah. So I just <laughs> I would right before we got on, I Amazon knew not these this Beats, but not these because I'm just like, did you get I, the ta- did you get the Beats by Kim? No, I didn't. Talk about neutral colors. I got, the, colors. I got the, uh, the beats that are like, they have the, like the little like the little hook on top that go like, like yes. not, oh, not over your ear, but like inside your ear. 
yeah. I, I actually had bought the AirPod Max. No, not the AirPod Max. I have those AirPod Pro version, like the, the, the noise canceling nice, ones. The noise the canceling ones, ones. Yeah, the ones that I have. But like, I didn't like. I, I had the original AirPods. I just don't like how they fit in the ear. And I think you—that's what you have, Ellie, right? Yeah, I have the the Pro. Not yeah. yeah. I, but like, I don't I, love I still them. Think, but yeah, I still think I'd have the same problem. I just my ears aren't conducive just to having something sit just there. Just stuck so I, like in, yeah. yeah but I don't, that's why I bought it from Amazon so I could send them back if I don't like them. Yeah, and if you notice, like every episode, I'm constantly like I'll reach up and like push these yep. into my ear. I'm constantly. And that's exactly doing what I was that. doing with mine. So I, I I just said I'd rather. That's why I really I had an, a pair of like wired headphones for a long time that I love. Mm-hmm. They were also Bose. Um, and I bought actually like three pairs of them because I would wear them so often that I would like catch on a wire in the in the kitchen, you know, catch on a mm-hmm. on a hook or something. But I love those because they just you know just soft and you like I could wear these all day and it doesn't hurt my ears at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, we're, we often had headphone tangent, but it is e-commerce. Yeah, okay. So yeah. back to my original point: I want something now. I don't want to drive to the store. Uh, I, I want it. So that's why all these e-commerce places operate. Uh, yeah, it's you know, very big and small. It's very convenient and it does offer, it offers a great convenience to your customers. If you have, I do want to point out, um, if you have the, the ability for it to be sustainable, like if you have a process Mm -hmm. in place to be able to handle online orders as well as if you have a brick and mortar location. So it's a great idea. It's a great theory. And, you know, it would make a lot of customers very happy if you were selling your products online. Um, but if you don't have the ability to, I guess, keep up with all of those orders, you don't have a good shipping process in place or packaging or whatever it might be, um, then you're going to make a lot of people mad right after you make them happy by offering this e-commerce option. So, yeah, uh, automation. Gosh, I feel like automation is only as good as like the process that was mapped out by the human being because like you can have this automation in place that you think is going to make your life easier. But like, if it doesn't actually, like if you haven't thought all the way through of how it's going to work, then like you're just creating a bigger headache for yourself. Like side tangent, Um, my dentist, I love my dentist. I think they're great. And they have like an online um, scheduling platform, but every time I've used it, instead of scheduling with them directly, um, they call me like three or four days before and they'll be like, "Um, this is actually incorrect. We don't have this time available. Um, And I'm like, but I used your scheduling platform like you told me to. And they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like it like overscheduled us. So we have to like reschedule you. So I'm like, well, then what's the point of that automated system? And it's kind of the same when you think about an e-commerce platform. Like if you're also going to be selling in person still, Sorry, smoke alarm. Sorry, oh, no. just having a bad time. No, 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 it's like a once a month that it, it I, all of them beep to each other to make sure <laughs> that they can hear each other. And I, I, oh, I didn't get the notification ahead of time that it was going to happen, or I would have hit, hit mute. <laughs> I heard, no I heard one down the hall go, and I was trying to get to mute quickly <laughs> before oh, no. it did. So sorry. No worries. Um, but it's the same process. Like we have clients that they'll come to us and they want to use an e-commerce platform as like an extension of their in-person process. But then you got to keep in mind that you know. Are you going to have products on demand or do you only have like a certain um, certain number of them? And if you run out in person, who's going to get onto the website and say these are no longer available? You can't purchase them anymore. So mm-hmm. um, that's basically what we're going to end up talking about a lot today is less about like actually setting up the store and more of like all the things that you need to make sure that you've planned for in advance <laughs> before mm-hmm. 
you decide to set up the store, which yeah, is um, it, on par for yeah. Shoutout Design. <laughs> yeah. Anytime a client, uh, even before you guys uh, would come and say, I need an e-commerce site, I would walk them through basically all the bullet points you've got in your list. Because those are the things that are, in, in the end, more important. Setting up an e-commerce store with all these permutations is complicated to to some, but not complicated to, to me or complicated to us. Like we can have really complicated e-commerce stores, but, uh, the, the way you're going to be successful is if you sell a good product or service and you make it easy for the customer to, to get those things and communicate with you. So mm-hmm. if you, if you don't think through, uh, how am I going to receive this order? Who's going to process this order? How quickly, how many times do I need to communicate with this person throughout the ordering process? Is it once none? four times, eight times? Do I need to get to capture their phone number so I could text them? Do I need to get a tracking information number to them? All those things plus others that we'll tackle. Like Those are the more important things to think through. So it's not just, I'm going to set up an e-commerce store and become rich because uh, Bezos did it. Like That's not what an e-commerce store is. It, it's just a, like you said, it's a it's an extension of what your business is now, just in a, whether it's completely, like you're selling a completely different group of products and services that are kind of parallel with your business, or it's just selling the products and services that you have at your location and the convenience of everyone else's home. Agreed. Agreed. I think that was Thank basically you. it. So we can just call it a day now. Yeah. I mean, that's, minutes in. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Right, grinds my gears. Um, yeah, I think something, some, some like cheesy business thing I saw a while back was like, um, it doesn't matter what industry it, you're in. You are a customer service business that just so happens to sell X. Um, and I feel like that is especially true when it comes to an e-commerce store um, because so much of e-commerce is making sure you keep your client happy or your customer happy that's purchasing whatever they're purchasing online. Because if it's not a flawless process, you're going to hear about it, one, or even worse, you're not going to hear about it and you're not going to make any sales because people aren't going to complete the process because it's too did, did you hear about that cheesy thing from me? Because I've said those words to you recently and you're like, that's a good point. You did? So I, I feel I did. like I definitely... Well, I know I did, she I stole I, it. I, I mean, I don't know if you heard it somewhere else as well, which makes I've me feel smart. I definitely heard it somewhere else. Okay. So I'm proud of you for that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I did something right this week. Oh, my Sweet. gosh. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so distracted now. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's keeping that in mind that like if you are setting up an e-commerce platform just because you think it's going to make your life easier, um, but you're not going to take the time to think through the process, then I have I have bad news for you. <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> I'll be the sound so, effects. Don't worry. On, All right. On that chipper note. There are a few things that we want you to keep in mind, basically questions that we think that you should ask yourself um, to have an order before you even start with your e-commerce store. Um, so the very first one is having a an organized list of the products or services or event tickets that you'd like to sell through your online store, preferably in a spreadsheet, and then also having links to what imagery you'd like to use, a description for the service, and then an accurate inventory, if applicable, for something like you know products or um, or event tickets or something like that. So basically, like have some sort of an idea of what you want to sell through your website 
like John said, like setting up the the infrastructure for an e-commerce store is not in and of itself difficult to those of us that know how to do it. I say like I know how to do it. I could maybe <laughs> figure it out. I would definitely you can do it. You guys are help. both great developers. <laughs> Um, but the way that you go about setting up like a tangible product that you're going to ship is a little bit different than say like of a PDF that somebody's going to download or a service that they're going to schedule for like a haircut or something like that. So they're the same, but different at the same time. Um, so it helps if you have all of those things in one place with accurate information. Um, and then those descriptions, I feel like people don't give those the credit that they're due. Um, but those descriptions can be really, really helpful. Again, for your organic SEO, thinking about like that product page is a page that search engines are going to crawl um, to try to figure out what your website is about. So the more detail that you can give for this product, the better. So again, going back to our Amazon example, you look at a product on Amazon and it has like all the specs of the product. And then it normally has like a pretty long description, like a few paragraphs of what the product is and what problem it solves or what question it answers. Um, and then it also normally has like a few um, testimonials of people that have used that product as well. So if you can get all of that, great. If not, gather what you can to start. Um, I would say as much as you can get, the better. I think a big one is the imagery because as mm-hmm. as like a consumer, I get so frustrated if I'm buying something online Um, You know, unless it's like a service or something that doesn't really like require a lot of imagery. But if it's a product of some kind, uh, I get really frustrated if there isn't a good picture or a picture of like every like side or angle. So like uh, like if I was looking for like a dress online or something like if if there aren't pictures of like what the back, the front, the full body length, like if you're just talking like you're showing me one image of like waist up, like. How am I supposed to know what that looks like? I'm never going to buy that online. Mm-hmm. So um, very I'll important to take a lot of like, – I would like every angle, a lot – as many images as you can. Yes. And if you're like, well, I don't want to hire a photographer, that's A-OK. Um, your smartphone most likely takes photos that are going to be fine. Um, what? I couldn't, I could not laugh at the way you said that. <laughs> yes, I feel like it sounded like just A-okay. day when I said that. <laughs> It's gonna be just like, a-okay. It's just like a very like very like mom voice. It's yeah. a-okay. We'll, a-okay. We'll get that fixed. Don't worry, kid. <laughs> that's the way I'm getting through this week at this point. You know, like the yeah, class that's is gonna fine. be half full whether I want it to be or not. So it's I be love positive. that. Being I love positive that about you. Fun, yeah, you know? positive. Get a little bumblebee. Yeah, yeah, be positive. Like my little um, kind shirt. Yeah. Yes. But Ellie, your your comment about having like a variety of pictures when it comes to a physical product, um, something else to keep in mind when you're pulling all this information together is also to make sure you list out all the variations. So like going back to a dress, if you have multiple colors for that dress or multiple sizes for that dress, you need to make sure that you list those as well. Um, or if you're selling like a coffee mug and like you have different colors or like a different handle shape or something like that, you need to make sure that those are included in your master spreadsheet when you're pulling and, and also something- i would suggest oh go ahead go ahead ellie i'll pause pause <laughs> look we said it was john's episode and he is right maybe once um well, something sorry. else <laughs> that just like popped into my head with like imagery um or even you know like a video or something if it's a product that you are using in some way if you can have a picture or something of it in use to show people like what it looks like if it's in use or um, you know, like how big it is, like to scale, um, thing, anything that's going to help the description of that product and help people understand 
um, what it is that they're buying is going to be helpful. So not just a lot of pictures, but like, is this a product that somebody's going to be using and should you take images or video of it in use? Agreed. Am I allowed to talk now? Yes. yes. John's Thank turn. You. <laughs> um, so taking a step back from this, this list that we're putting together of all the things that we put on, I would suggest simplicity first. Don't start with not doing e-commerce at all and saying we're going to put 500 pieces of our inventory up there with three pieces of variations in each of those because that's that's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so start with something simple. Get a couple of things up there, whether it be like gift cards or T-shirts or mugs or you know paying for your hair appointment, whether it's you know I, I'm actually booking a time or I'm just paying the $50 for the appointment. Start simple, then work through the process, then build on from there. Because as we've talked about basically in every every episode of whatever we're talking about, whether it be blogs or emails or social, start simple, master the process, then build from there. Pause. Agreed. Agreed. See, I have yes. good thoughts because you and told me I was supposed to have good thoughts. You do have good thoughts. It's true. We have good thoughts on that.com. <laughs> um, I don't think I have that domain. I got to go buy another domain. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. One thing to – oh, I that's the last one I thought. I don't think it was that important. Oh, one thing to keep in mind as well. Um, this might not always be the case, but this is the case when you work with Shout It Out Design. Say you have your first few products or services go live on the site, and then six months down the lo- line, you have another product or service that you want to add to the site. That's fine. Like, don't feel like you have to wait for your store to go live until, like, John, kind of just reiterating what John was saying. Like, don't feel like you have to have everything ready to go, like, before your store goes live. Like, it's okay if, like, six months down the road or a year down the road, like, you have another coffee mug that you want to add or you have a different service that you want to add. Like, hopefully you you would because that means that your business has continued to grow and thrive and you're selling what your customers want. Um, so basically like the sky is the limit with how many things that you could sell on your website, but we recommend kind of scaling it up over time. Um, mostly like John said, just for your sanity to make sure that you have everything in place the way that you want it to be. Um, and then, you know, we can just build and build and build from there. Yeah. Most times if you were to set a thousand things in a store in a place that no one's used to being able to buy things, you're not going to get overwhelmed with orders, but also, Spending all the time, whether it be from our end or your end or your other developers end to get all those products set up and then you sell one in three months, that's going to be really disappointing because you've you've either invested a ton of time or a ton of money or both Mm -hmm. into getting that all set up and then find out that your customers don't want to buy your things online. They want to come to your location instead. Or you set it all up and then you realize one part of your process is incorrect. So then you have to go and change them all. (laughs) It's going to give me nightmares. Um, yeah. So anything else we want to talk about when it comes to having a list of products or services, et cetera, through your, that you want to sell online before we move on? I have no further comments on the matter. (laughs) That was so same. Um, so the next Ellie kind of hinted at already, but figuring out what your plan is going to be for fulfilling your orders. So basically how are people going to receive their order? Um, John, I thought that this might be a good time for you to tell the story. I'm putting you on the spot, but tell the story of Beehive Bread Co. Oh, it's story time? Yes. I love that story. I feel like it's just such a great story of like creativity and finding a solution quickly that has now been sustainable for years after 
the moment yeah, three, of panic. Two, two so. or three years, I think. So yeah, so uh, Beehive Bakery uh, used to be owned by, I used to coach soccer at uh, Old Tenji Liberty High School. State champions, just saying. Oh my um, gosh. One of the <laughs> one of the parents uh, had bought uh, the, the Bi Bakery from the original owner, and um, I managed the site with her for a couple of years. Then she sold to a different Amy, uh, and then that was the beginning of the pandemic. Shortly after she had bought it, and she had we had set up e commerce, I think, with Amy V one, not Amy V two, to sell gift cards. <laughs> I think they sold like a gift card or maybe two gift cards. On there, you know, so it was e-commerce, but it was just like convenience or someone to buy gifts. She didn't even really push it that much. Well, when the pandemic hit, uh, you couldn't have people in your location. So obviously we felt that at Young's because we closed completely for three weeks. But she's like, well, I, you know, I got all my employees and I'd like to make stuff. And I've got people calling like they would like stuff to eat at home. So um, at the time, we didn't have a great deal of work sitting in our pipeline. So I was like, we're going to build an e-commerce site for you. So she went from uh, name, name. Uh, specific numbers, but she went from like $25 to many multiples over that, uh, an e-commerce store. So we worked together to create a e-commerce store where she goes in every day. Uh, it's much more refined now, but I'll, I'll tell her what the process is now. She goes in every day and says, these are the things that I'm going to make tomorrow. Cause obviously, uh, a baker is a little bit more constricted to, you know, she's got, always got her, their cinnamon rolls are kind of their staple there, but she's also got, uh, four or five different kinds of bread on various days and certain things are weekly and certain things are monthly and certain things are seasonally, but she knows what she's going to make for the next couple of days. So she puts those things in her store store goes online at 9am goes offline at 6pm and you can either pick them up. Uh, I think she has a couple of different uh, ways you can pick them up. You can pick them up and yeah, I think she might even do like local delivery. I think one of her kids or one of her employees does like local Powell delivery. Um, but that was a, a, a cool story of, completely revolutionized revolutionized her business i believe that she made more money via e-commerce than she had the previous year just like walk-in business now i think that was large part of um pal being somewhat an affluent community and also a lot of people were trying to do their best to support small businesses like that so mm-hmm. i know there were a lot of our other clients that were just selling gift cards for you know future sales like i know you're not coming today but spend the money that you would have spent today and then just buy a gift card and then come use it later and we, we had some of that at young's and i know that was the story of a lot of restaurants and other small business owners people were just doing what they could to make sure that these places um outlasted the pandemic so um that was a cool story for her and she still mostly runs e-commerce i mean i i don't know what her in-store sales are it's not my business but anytime i'm in there there's people in there but it's a small it's a small location so she was able to basically set up a drive-through lane uh, almost uh, with like a Panera pickup shelf that she eventually got uh, for a while. She was doing Sunday morning only cinnamon rolls and Scarlett and I went out there a couple of times just to, again, support, support Amy. And we would get there at like eight fifteen for the eight thirty pickup and there would already be 10 cars. And <laughs> wow. then by the time That's we awesome. would like, she would actually start handing out cinnamon rolls. It'd be hundreds of cars deep in this parking lot. Wow. wow. And she would run out like every Sunday doing this. So again, she's a, a great business owner. Her product is great. Um, so that helps any other facets of her business. So e-commerce people wanted to support her mainly wanted to get cookies. Cause that's what we all did during the pandemic was eat cookies and sugary yeah. breads. So that. that was also helpful. Cause I was like, I'm stressed. I need a big box of cinnamon rolls and I'm going to possibly share them with my family. Possibly. We'll see. Next what, time we'll see. I am in Powell, I am for sure going to have to go get these cinnamon rolls now. The, they're really, really good. They're by far my best, my favorite cinnamon rolls. I, It'll I, be next we weekend. To, 
Actually, now that I now that I mentioned it, it's next weekend. <laughs> I'll be in Powell next weekend. So well, you can pre-order them at Beehive. Bread.com. Yes. This is a bakery, but it's BI Bread. I almost, I almost say bakery because it, it is a bakery, but the company is BI Bread. So that's her We're going to have to also let Amy know that we told this story on this podcast episode. So you have to send yeah. it to her. Shout out to Amy. We can do a live live podcast from her. We just had smell smell baked goods. Oh, mm, we should have had her on the podcast as a guest. That's true. I know. We could have. She's we always she's say that. Bread. We're like, oh, we I should know. have had After the fact, we're like, oh, yeah. Here we are. We yeah, we've got like plan. seven clients that we want to bring <laughs> on for guests. <laughs> we've only brought one on. But yeah, I just, I love that story because again, it was like, okay, I can no longer do my business the way that I needed to. Um, how can I pivot to survive? Not only for the business, but also for my employees and for my community. Um, so I just, I love that story. And, mm-hmm. you know, gosh, heaven forbid something happened like that again, like Amy knows that she can do it um, because she has the infrastructure set up. She has the process set up. Um, yeah, it was stressful for her, uh, both because she had never done e-commerce and also like, I don't want my I don't want my business to close because if no one's going to be able to come in here for... Because at the time, uh, when, it, when things first shut down, I think everyone's thought was like, oh, okay, two or three weeks, you know, mm-hmm. get... Get over the curve, and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> Which, <laughs> whatever, we're this not going to like get into like bringing pop- back anxiety, though. Yeah, I, I know, know. <laughs> I'm like going to have like a panic attack over here. <laughs> but it was like, you know, if, but if the, in fairness, <laughs> if they would have said you're going to be locked in your house for nine months, which basically most of us were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have caused a lot of panic. So I'm glad yeah, they oh lied gosh. to us, whether they lied to us intentionally or not. And said yeah, two okay weeks, it is what it is. But yeah. like everyone, including including me, I was concerned about my business. I was concerned about my family's business. I was concerned mm-hmm. about all of my clients' businesses. I actually went through and marked, I think I think I marked like 15 clients. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to survive this if it lasts for more than six months. Like, I don't know how everyone's cash flow is, but like, like View Columbus, the event space downtown. He, I was like, he's not going to have events at all in 2021 or 2020. Like, good Lord. Mm-hmm. How, how do you survive not like, it's not like Young's where we made a drive through or Amy where we were able to pivot and she was able to sell cinnamon rolls out her window. But like mm-hmm. you literally can't have anyone in your location when your your literal job is to have people at your location. Like right. how are you going to make that happen? So like to have like mass quantities of people yeah. in your location. So she was she was in a good place that she had a they had, uh, a long established reputation in that community, good product and we were able to work through Okay, if we're going to do e-commerce, how's that going to work? Is it just going to be pick it up and you come when you want? But that doesn't work because what if I sell out of cinnamon rolls when you order them? So then we came up with like the kind of a day ahead ordering process. And now then it was, I think in the first iteration, it was like three days a week, maybe two days, two days a week. Mm-hmm. So you'd pre-order Thursday for Friday, pre-order Friday for Saturday. Um, and then it's kind of jumped from there. And we also do holiday ordering where it's like a month or two ahead of time. And we've done that a couple of times where we get you know, pre kind of half-baked uh, rolls and pies and whatnot. So. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's. Smart. I wish it was – I both <clears throat> wish and don't wish it was closer than it is. Like, it's inconvenient <laughs> to drive over there, but it's probably better for my my heart history to not <laughs> have it be so close. <laughs> Agreed. I want to jump down in our list of questions. One thing I want to be sure that we talk about um, – John, you kind of touched on this with your story about Beehive, but um, I think one of the most important things you got to keep in mind when you're setting up your e-commerce store is what options you're going to give people to actually pay you. Um, right. So people have become like super accustomed to like the payment process being 
really straightforward. Like, I don't know. This might also make me sound lazy. I hate having to put my card in when I buy something now online. Like, I just want to be able to have it go through Apple Pay. If something's not set up on Apple Pay, the likelihood that I complete the payment is very low. Wow. I can't say I have Very, very low. That's a super high bar. Yeah. Like, I and also, I just have my credit card number memorized. Like, I just type it in so fast. Oh, that's so, so dangerous. I, I at least Kelly have does it, too. like... It um, is dangerous. Oh. I'll be laying on the couch, and I'll just be like, yep, ordering that, yeah, and I, I've got an I've got an app that has all our social security numbers and credit card numbers in it. So, I, like, that's what I use for referencing credit cards when I need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, we'll be sitting in bed, and she'll be over there ordering something. And she's like, what's the security code? No, I know it once. It's like, oh no, <laughs> you have the whole thing memorized. You don't need the app. That's so dangerous. That means yep. A, you've used it so much you have it memorized. And B, we're going to get so much stuff over the next couple of months. But yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a little bit easier now that, so my credit card is always like downstairs and I'm just a really lazy human being. So I don't want to go all the way down there to get it. But on my Fair. phone, my app has like, my Capital One app has like a like virtual card number that I can use instead. And it's mm-hmm. right there on my phone. So I can use that as well. But there the are Apple quite card a has it too, by the way. I never got the Apple Card. I was thinking about nice. it, but I did not. You had two percent cash back every time you boop. Tim loves doing that. But you that. can't do it in front of Ellie because then Ellie's going to give you uh, judging Nicole eyebrows Blair. for heaven forbid having a watch. You know what's so funny? <laughs> that that just reminded me of this. I went through Starbucks the other day, and <clears throat> I'm old fashioned apparently because I still just use like a debit card. Ellie, and you are missing out on points. I don't I don't know these things. I don't even know what you're talking about. It also doesn't help your credit. No, I'm talking about what in the Starbucks app. Yeah, oh, you're saying using the, a debit card in general. Well, We're attacking I mean, for two different reasons. Yeah, listen, okay. listen. Yeah, attack me in a second. But like, I mean, old school, like I'm still credit card or like debit card, whatever. Like I'm handing you a physical card to swipe and then give back to me. And like, it's funny because it was like when I pulled up to the window to do that, she had the scanny thing in her hand. And when she saw that I had a card, she'd like put that down and then grab my card. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Am I supposed to like, what are they supposed to be scanning? Like my phone? Okay, so here's what Isn't that, is that what, is what it is? what I do. Yeah. So I have the Starbucks app. Um, I have a, a preloaded um, gift card on the Starbucks app that I always just add to using my mm-hmm. credit card. So I get the credit card points. And obviously, like since I'm regularly paying off my credit card, it helps my credit. But then also when you pay at Starbucks using a gift card, you get twice the amount of stars for the Starbucks app, meaning that you can get a free drink or food or something faster just by using the gift card. And you can just reload the gift card over and over. Same thing over for Chick-fil-A. Again. I got my chicken biscuit breakfast <laughs> yes. this morning. So. Nice. Okay, so I just I actually had step, so many stars just... in Starbucks. Yes, it yelled at me and told me that I had to use stars or they were going to take them. Uh, it just was so funny because it was like she wasn't even expecting me to have a, a physical card. I was like, I'm sorry, I just ruined your whole workflow. I'm surprised like, she didn't <laughs> just say ew. Like, ew. Yeah, well, I don't it's even like order... the look she gave me was like, it was funny. I was like, wait. Like it was like I snapped into reality. I was like, okay, you're right. I need to do something about this. Like, so and I then think I was you're like, much too I, young for this, but I'm not so sure. Like, yeah, I was like, do I need to get a watch like John and just like scan it everywhere I go? Like, is that what yeah. she's looking at me for? Like, that's what the cool kids do. Whatever. Still. You can also order it in advance. Like, I'll order it when I'm sitting here, and then like I'll drive through the drive-through, and I'll get up there, and they'll go, "Hi, how can I help you today?" And I go, "Mobile order for Ellen, please." And they go, "You're my favorite person. It's ready to go." And I go, "Thanks," and then I take it. They say that it's you're great. your favorite person? Yes. Uh, that's what you I know what, uh, what they say. 
Do you know if you're in a if you're in a big city where there's multiple star Starbucks, you know what a bad life pro tip is? What? You go in, and you say mobile order for John, and then it's not there, and then you look at your phone and go, oh, I, oh, I ordered at the other location. And they're like, oh, I'll make you one. I'm not saying I've ever done that. I just know that it's a thing. <laughs> That's horrible. That it's a thing. It um, is, hor- it is say, horrible. I am going to try it when I go to New York, though. Ellie, my biggest <laughs> shock value when I went to a Starbucks was the first time that I went to a Starbucks in a big city, which was Chicago. And I realized that I was standing outside of a Starbucks on the corner, and I could see at the other end of the same block another Starbucks. Wow. <laughs> and I was like – what? And Wait I could do that multiple times. And I was just like, yeah. what is going on? There were so many Starbucks. That is insane. Was I was in Columbus one morning, actually, and I was like, I need a coffee so bad. And I was like, okay, where's the nearest coffee shop? And like, I mean, I w- I'm not even particular. It's not even like I'm like obsessed with Starbucks. It just is a coffee shop that sometimes I like pass by and want a coffee. So I was looking for like any coffee shop and the closest one I saw on the map happened to be a Starbucks. And so we drove there <clears throat> and we went in and it looked so weird. And I was like, what is this? It just looks like a little like it didn't even look like a whole like storefront. I don't know. It was so bizarre. But we walked in and we're like, can we order coffee? And she was like, no, this is just for online orders. This is just a pickup location for online orders. And I'm like, oh. so you can't just take my order. I can't just tell you that? what I want. Um, It's on. Um, It's like by uh, what is it? What is the street that is, has like all the like really nice houses kind of in the short north? It's not Lane Avenue, but it's like uh, it's right off the highway. There's an exit for it. Is it Lane? Could be Lane. Lane's over like towards UA. Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. It's by the no, short I don't need the specifics. I was like, anyway, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know those existed. Over by That's that cool. park. I don't know. What's that park? What's that really I don't big? Know. I'll park figure it out and let you guys know later. Over. But. Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, it was so weird. And I was so upset, though, because I was like, I don't order on mobile apps. I just want to tell you that I want a soy latte. Can you just make me a soy latte? And and this is why we should support small local businesses, because they they don't have base camp. That's also Yeah, true. well, then we walked down the street and there was like a bagel shop with coffee and we got bagel sandwiches and a coffee and it was fine. Was it, it was Big B? I'm sure it was better. I love yes. Big B coffee. Wait, what? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that, but yes, it was better, John. It was a good coffee and a fantastic sandwich that I think about often. Hmm. Like, like I'm like, I can't wait to be back in Columbus in the morning sometime to get that bagel breakfast sandwich. Hmm. No, it makes me think about there. the chicken and biscuit sandwich in D.C. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, though, getting back to how will people pay, you have a lot of <laughs> options through your online storefront. Um, some of the most popular ones would be PayPal or Stripe. Um, they're pretty about the same. That was a really – Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty about the same. Easy. They're pretty about the same, like 2.9% plus like 30 cents in transactions. So count on yeah. 3.2% of your sales just poof, going away. Yeah. But they um, also do – quite a bit of a job for you. So we've got a couple of clients that don't use big services. And sometimes we have problems with those payment processors because of their third party payment processors, not like big ones. So mm-hmm. while I, while I just said we should support small business owners, uh, I, I support big banks because big banks generally get the job done. They're more likely to screw you over in the end, but at least for the most part, the job gets done the way they say it's going to get done. That's true. 
Another option that you can consider, especially when you're first getting started, is to set up a process for people to pay later. So we have a few clients that they do this that like say um, there are just a lot of variations with the product or the service or they just want to start with like figuring out what interest there is before they actually set up the virtual payment process. Um, So what we'll do for you is basically set up set up your store as if it is an e-commerce store. But then when somebody puts something in their cart, instead of them like, you know, putting in their credit card information and like actually purchasing, it would we would set up some sort of process to send you or somebody at your team an email letting you know like, hey, this person is interested in these things. Um, you should follow up with them. Here's their contact information. So that's a really great way to start, especially if you have like, um, like really high ticket items or you're just trying to figure out how to get things started. We can set it up that way and then we can turn on the payment portal when you're ready. I have <clears throat> another uh, quick little example here and it kind of went along too with something you said earlier, Ellen. Um, I went online and I was going to book a massage. Oh, Ellen, it was like when you were um, like talking about booking an appointment and they were like, oh, the booking site is wrong. Well, I had a wonderful um, experience trying to book this massage with like, you know, time slots being open and like you enter all your information. Everything is taken care of. What I didn't like, though, this might be personal opinion, is that they wanted me to pay for the service then. And like for Mm. services, I don't think I think you should be able to just book the appointment, pay when you get there. I don't ever really want to pay for a service before I receive said service. Mm. Um, Because like my thing, too, is like, what if I booked it and like people have to reschedule all the time, whether it was me or whether it was the 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 massage therapist, you know, so mm-hmm. I pay for this and then they're like, oh, well, you have to reschedule. OK, well, what if I just kind of don't get around to doing that? I mean, I know they can like issue me a refund, but um, it was just something that I thought was weird. I've never actually had to pay ahead of time for a service being mm-hmm. done like that, especially like something like that, like a like a spa related service. Um, so I, I mean, I very much can see like, oh, put down like a, I don't know, like a deposit or like a $5 whatever, or like, or even saying like, um, we need your credit card number just because if you like no call, no show, Mm -hmm. we charge you whatever. But like, it was, I don't know. I just thought it was bizarre that I was paying ahead of time. So that would be a situation where it's like, no book now pay when you get there. I'll tell you, uh, Veritas where we went to dinner with you guys there a while Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. They they do a similar thing where they take a, I want to say it's twenty dollars, could be even forty dollars per person, like prepayment basically, mm-hmm. and that it, it when they when we first oh started, so if you like miss your reservation you you lose it, so yeah. when we first started going there they would take it off your check while you were there so you just see it on your receipt of off but like uh, when we went with you guys and we went here recently uh, with another couple um, it. It just came off our credit card like a couple weeks later. Mm. So that's probably, I would imagine, higher-end restaurants and also services being the same thing. It's just a safety of... Like a safety you know, thing. We booked this spot for you. So if you don't yeah. use it, we're keeping your money. So I get it's that. a bummer. I mean, but as long, I, as, you're, yeah. as long as you're clear about it, it's weird. But as long as you're clear about it, like this is... This is what you're. This is what the process is going to be. This is why we're doing it. If you don't like yeah. it, you don't have to yeah. buy whatever from us. But I mean, even Shouted Out Design has that process. Like, like when you, when we have a product, kind of, when we have a, a, a new service with a client, 
like a new website project, then we normally have them pay half up front and then half before the site goes live. I think in the three years that I've worked here, we've had like one situation where we like somebody ghosted and like we were like, well, we're going to like keep this like whatever half it was. Or you might have even just told me that story and it wasn't even when I was working here. But It wasn't. It was before you've had one in yeah. 12 years. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, his name. yeah, keeping in mind that like, you know, well, we have had situations where like something didn't work out and like we refunded it because we were like, this is totally fine. Like we're not the solution for you and that's a-okay. Um, but I, yeah. like all that to say, I feel like it's a pretty standard process for a lot of businesses and industries. Sorry, Ali, I cut you off. That's okay. I don't remember what I was saying, <clears throat> but um, oh, just if like these these like different like nuances or like you know if there are fees or if there are you know you pay half now, pay half later when you're setting this payment plan up or the the payment options up or even just your online or your e-commerce website in general. Um, think that through and be clear with people um, because that's something that you know your customers are going to want to know ahead of time it's gonna they're gonna feel a lot better if you're just like hey we ask that you pay for your service up front for this this and this reason um or you know we ask that you pay half now half later or there's a 40 dollars deposit or whatever it might be um and i i you know i could see that too for like you know back to the beehive example um Either, you know, you don't necessarily have the bread yet. You're not picking it up until Sunday, but, you know, you pay now because it's like, okay, well, we are still going to bake that regardless Mm -hmm. of if you come pick it up or not. And then we don't we don't want to be out that money. So there's not really the option of like, oh, just like order it and then you can pay when you get here. And there might be. But like, you know, you could go either way with that. And there are, are valid reasons both ways. So, yeah, it's true. So, John, um, what grinds your gears this week? All right. Before we get to part due of e-commerce talk in the next episode. <laughs> I am all out Oh, of you didn't mean to say part due? I thought you were being no, fancy. I to say part two. No, oh, part I thought you were being fancy. I not to say words anymore. I can't hear you because you're all the way back in, like, in a different room. <laughs> I'm out of words. That's, that's, what, gr- that's what grinds my gears is when Ellen Honestly, sits 40 feet away from Honestly, it's what grinds my mic. gears, too. <laughs> I think that's been your what grinds my gears every week that I had wish what I could my sit gears. still, but I it just is. have never been able to. And I'm you, 26 you were pretty, years in at this point. When we did so. our wagon cast, you were pretty, pretty constant to the mic. You did a pretty good job. Oh, thank yeah. you. That was a good. Maybe it's something about this chair then. It's a, it's a very comfy chair, so I feel like I can just relax. But I just yeah, I realized this morning I've had this chair uh, for like 10 years, and it's mm. the the most wonderful chair I've ever had. I won it at a networking group. Meeting. Wow. That's awesome. It was like a you know you, uh, it was the the networking group that I was here in Columbus that would raise money for kids charities and you'd buy raffle tickets. Yeah. And this was like the only prize I wanted, and I literally got it. I was so happy. I was just trying to f- figure how to get this in my. Uh, I think I had an Audi at the time. No, I didn't. I had a like a Ford Escape, so it was pretty easy. But anyway, <laughs> nice. anyway, that's not what grinds my gears. Um, so uh, e commerce grinds my gears is when uh, you try to get too complex with things. Uh, up front. So like when you start things out and you say, well, if I'm going to ship to Iowa, it's this. If I'm going to ship to Czechoslovakia, it's going to be this. If I ship it in this box, it's going to be this. Start simple. Um, either, especially shipping, because shipping gets complex because you can um, you can integrate with USPS and UPS and FedEx and give live rates. Uh, but those are only going to be as that in are they only going to be as accurate as the information you give it? So you have to weigh every single item. You have to know the dimensions of the box because the dimensions of the box dictate how much 
specifically USPS and UPS. I don't know if FedEx charges by the box size. I think they just charge by the weight, but whoever. So putting all that information into the e-commerce system will give you a pretty accurate rate, but it's still not always as accurate as it needs to be. So uh, what we try to push customers to when they start e-commercing, Ellie just left us again. I heard the heavy sigh. When Ellie leaves in my mid-sentence, that grinds my gears. Anyway. I'm so sorry. Oh, so my start, gosh. So start simple. So miserable. like when you're shipping like physical products, uh, it's easy enough to like bake the shipping cost of what you estimate it'll be into the cost of the product and say, mm-hmm. free shipping. You know, there's the, the, the meme format of the, the woman going like this, you know, the one like this, where it's like uh, $25 in free shipping. And you're like, ooh, I like that. But if it's uh, $20 plus $5 shipping, like, no, I don't. I don't want that. I want yep. I want the free shipping. We're we're oblivious to the unless you show it side by side, we're all pretty dumb when it comes to the consumer. Like we're like, oh, free shipping, that's a great deal. Uh, even mm-hmm. when I'm on Amazon and I'm not buying directly from Amazon on things, like I'll see something that's like slightly less, like two dollars less. And I'm like, oh, I want to buy that. And I and I get to check out and like, oh, it's because it's twenty dollars shipping for my four dollar product. You got that's me, true. you sucker. I cancel out of that. So <laughs> my my grinds my gears is when uh, you're starting an e-commerce store and you're trying to make sure it's perfect right out of the bat. Um, what we try to coach our clients is to be simple and we'll try to make it as close to what your accurate costs are going to be. And then we'll tweak it from there. As Michael Scott said, nice. kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Everybody says keep it simple, stupid. I'd never heard it before watching The Office. I also oh, started watching com- The Office before I was in corporate America. So, oh no, that's a pretty that's a pretty common statement. I'm going to quote Michael Scott. That's fine. I mean, he he quoted a lots of people. That's true. He's got the famous Michael Jordan quote that he also. Oh no, Wayne Gretzky. Oh my gosh, the Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, the, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. I think that like every like especially when it comes to e-commerce. Um, a lot of the clients that come to us asking for help on that, it's like the first time that they're doing e-commerce or they're like migrating from like Shopify or something like that, where like it's going to be a little bit different. And so like if you can just start with four or five products, get it exactly how you want it to be, and then you can like rinse and repeat the process, that's going to be ideal for everyone involved, including your customers. Agreed. Cool, cool, cool. This is officially our shortest episode ever. Mm, yeah, maybe. Gotta cut a, cut a couple of chunks out. Couple, How long was it? I, we're at uh, we're at almost we're at 50, fifty minutes. minutes. But we got to cut a little bit out. It's true. A little, little blabbing in the middle. <laughs> little little fourth wall breaking. Ellie harumphing. You know these things are going to get cut out. It's true. Well, thanks all for joining. Next week we're going to follow up with this conversation and talk about a few other things. I think we're going to expand on shipping. Um, we're going to talk about the story of Youngs looking into sending ice cream. Johnny, mm. ready to share that story? I'll, I'll be ready by next week. Then we're also going to talk about, you know, Spoiler what's alert, your refund policy. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, what's your process for managing inventory? So we'll talk about all those things and more next week. Wow, that was a great Ooh, sign off. That did sure sound good. Smash that so, like button. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.